Welcome to WP Coffee Talk with your podcast barista, Michelle Frechette. Special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Century Hosting, Expander Digital, and GoWP. WP Coffee Talk is a proud supporter of Big Orange Heart, whose mission is to support and promote positive well-being and mental health within remote working communities. Please consider a donation to Big Orange Heart to continue to support this great mission. Welcome to the next episode of WP Coffee Talk, where I get to speak with people in the WordPress community all over the world. And today, I am very blessed to be talking to Brad Morrison of GoWP. How are you, Brad? I am doing well, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thanks for coming on the show. I've been I've been dying to get you on here because we always laugh so much when we talk at camps and <laughs> on your Friday night happy or Friday afternoon happy hours and things like that. So I was. Unless you suddenly become like Mr. Serious, this is going to be a fun time. <laughs> if I do, it's only because I'm nervous. I get nervous when the camera starts rolling. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I really find that to be hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> you command the camera. You do. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. You and I, of course, have known each other. I don't actually know when we actually met. It's kind of like oh. our paths have just crossed so much. And, yep. Um, and I'm just uh, so grateful to be invited to your Friday happy hours. And those are so much fun where people get to share what's going on. Um, and also, you know, thank you for being a sponsor of the show. I mean, you guys have been a sponsor since early on. Yes. And, um, you know, more than just the sponsorship, I feel like I've got you guys in my corner. You're my cheerleaders and just constantly uh, feel uplifted by GoWP. So awesome. thank you so and much for that. Yeah. And we feel the exact same way. So, and I, I love uh, friendships and partnerships like this and love what you're doing. Um, and you. so we fully support you and uh, this is really cool. And thank you for having me on. I, I, I like, I, I, this is, this is awesome. So I know Emily, Emily made everyone on the team listen to her podcast where she had like we literally a team exercise now, but, uh, but <laughs> so since that point, it's like, I want to go on there too, Emily. So and, and before this, before your episode is on, Kaylin's will be on too. Kaylin's, so, that's right. Yeah. Yep. We just recorded yeah, her she, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And she said, uh, like, she was really happy about it. She was like, we laughed the entire time. So we did. Like my a, my yeah. cheeks hurt. Yeah. My face hurts from smiling too much. That's not a bad problem to have. That's right. <laughs> Especially with all this quarantine and COVID and all that other things. If you can have, you know, half hour, hour with a friend and you can laugh. It's a lot of fun for sure. Yes, very needed during this time. That's why, like the happy hours you mentioned, thank you for coming to those. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's why we do those is just, it's um, just to have some fun. I mean, yeah, yeah, we talk about like some business stuff and we talk about like some things you people can implement in their business. We have people that are a lot smarter than myself come on the show that to give their insight and feedback. Um, but it's, it's really just so we can see each other and laugh and smile and can't give each other hugs right now. But you know, it's as close as we can get. Virtual right? high fives, right? That's right. Yep. Yep. It, and it really does feel like that hive mind, you know, like when you can really get like all those thought leaders in a space together. But when you look at a beehive, it's all those little compartments. And that's what the Zoom meeting is like, too. Yes, ab absolutely. <laughs> An actual <Yeah>. hive. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a hive. It's like a Brady Bunch kind of thing going on. It's uh, but it's 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 neat. It's just really it's awesome. and I never like I never know what direction those are going to go in. And that's kind of the same as it would be if you were sitting around a table at an after party at a word camp, right? You're just going to have a conversation and talk and it goes whatever direction. And 
that's what's so cool about it. So yes, yeah. it's, it's super cool. So tell us the nutshell version. Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do. I know like you're in Georgia. Is that right? I'm in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. I'm just north of Atlanta in the metro area in Atlanta. So a town called Roswell, which is probably 20 miles from the city center proper, but only five or six from no, like no aliens. No, no, no aliens. They do. You know, it's funny. They don't really play up on that as much as they should. Like I, like I'd be all over that, but like they, the only thing I've seen is like, they do like an alien fun run. uh, I think like once a year and uh, and they do it in the evening and it's like lighted and stuff like that. But uh, it's, uh, I think that's really all I've ever seen here. And I, and I wonder sometimes because there's competition between the two. Like when you look up like restaurants in Roswell, right? You can get, depending on where you are, right? You can get like things from Roswell, New Mexico. And I wonder if there's a little bit of competition. So they're like, we're not that possible. I don't know. Maybe that's where Preston came from. He's a little so, alienish. <laughs> you know, all right. So there is a huge, Preston is our, our, our logo. And there is a huge debate on, is he an alien or a, or a robot? And, um, and so we like, it's it's probably 50 50 that the people that come down on that like alien or robot alien or robot and um and so i when when we built him it was a robot like when we created him it was a robot but now it's like even i question it so well have you seen have you seen lost in space yes there are alien robots why can't he not be both ah that is a good point that's a really good point solving the problem Right? Uh, like, yeah. which came first, the chicken or the egg? It doesn't matter. Enjoy your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. I'm going to use that, though. That's that's really good. So. It's all yours. It's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> and GoWP, just give us the, the tagline of what GoWP is. We're going to talk a little more about it. In, sure. In yeah, we, we are a white label service provider for WordPress agencies. Um, so we basically take things that an agency owner or an agency doesn't can do, they can do it, but they may not want to do it, not the best use of their time. We've kind of built some services um, to handle that for them and do it at scale. So things like maintenance yeah. and content edits and page builds. And, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. That's good. I can't wait to, to dive into that more because I used to be an agency owner. And so that's going to be a co- good conversation. I'll, I'll share awesome. some of my, my horror stories with you Yeah. <laughs> of why I should have been using you eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, I, and it's, we were an agency. I've seen it. I've like, the, the reason we do it is because I've made every mistake there is. Right. And I've seen it. It's like, Hey, yeah, let's do something to solve that. So yeah, exactly. Well, show us your mug. I know you got a mug. Okay. You showed it to me before. I so. do. This is a mug that I recently refound. I'll okay. say. So, it is an accountant mug. What does it say? Uh, and it's, it's <laughs> it says accountant and client. That's who's sitting at the desk, and it says figures can't lie, but liars can figure. <laughs> and, uh, and so. And there's, I mean, obviously we could go in that direction today too, but anyway, I like that's, but, but, um, it's the reason this is very sentimental to me. Um, and again, I just found it like maybe three or four days ago. Um, and, uh, it, my wife was redoing like where, like the mugs are to get them closer to the, to the Keurig. And, uh, and so moved them and she's like, what's this? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was there. So this was my father's mug and it was a gift from my mother to my father. Uh, my father died when I was 13. Um, and so anytime I have something like that, that's my father's, it's obviously very sentimental and ties me yeah. to him and it's really cool. And so um, after refining it, I was like, 
I'm going to go on a podcast where we're going to talk about mugs. So <laughs> I mean, this is absolutely perfect. And so, yes, uh, so is. that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm drinking and, uh, and, and honor of him. And, uh, and then, um, he was an accountant, by the way, he was a CPA. And I so, kind of got that from the yeah, mug. I, yep. Yep. So, and, uh, and then I'm, it has tea in it. Uh, so I'm drinking a mint, uh, tea. So I, the, the mint Tazo is my favorite. Yep. That's what I got. It's, it's really good. I saw the Tazo tag in there. Yep. Well, I have, I've never shown two mugs on the show before, but I'm going to show two mugs today. Cause I, I recently got a mug in the mail a couple weeks ago. That's the second mug I'm going to show you or a week ago. The, but I got one in the mail today from Megan Haynes, who has been on the show before, and she's in Canada. The other day, she just said to me, what's your address? I'm sending you something. Okay, I, I like surprises. So I said, That's fun. Address. I came into the office. I got my car, my car worked out today. I came back to the office to this mug. I always, throw, I always hold things wrong in here. It says, we don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. And on the other side is Bob Ross. And as you, as you fill it with hot water, it actually paints a picture. You can, oops, you can see here. So that is so cool. We'll have happy little trees when I have something hot in there, probably tomorrow. That- <laughs> happy little trees. I um I have I made a meme a few years ago or last year when I was doing a talk about how to empower your clients to update their sites or to, to use their sites, but also client proof them at the same time. And when I said there are no um there are no accidents, only happy little opportunities to make money. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which you can appreciate because that's why you ex- that's why you exist. Absolutely. But the, but the mug I got last week was actually a result of um, the episode that I was I had Kaylin on. I asked her to show me your mug and she showed me this. Nice. And I said, how does somebody, you know, whose podcast you're supporting score one of these? And she said, message me your address. <laughs> so I did. And now I'm the proud owner of a Preston mug. That is awesome. So there, and there, yeah, there's Preston. So yeah. alien robot Preston. I, mm-hmm. I love it. That's awesome. Well, I hope you, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, maybe one day I'll get one of those as well. So we were, we were talking before the show that I think I got your mug and I'm not sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm not mad at that. So <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> Good mug. I'm happy. <laughs> so, very I cool. Water. I just had yeah. a ginormous um, Starbucks. And so I thought more coffee would probably actually spin me right out of the room. So Gotcha. Yeah. I, I debated bourbon, I'll be honest. Um, but I, I was like, you know, it's five o'clock on a, on a uh, Thursday afternoon. We can do that. But I, I, yeah, to fill it up, I probably should stay with tea. So. You know, I'm not going to lie. If I was still at, the, at home as opposed to the office, I was going to bring my bourbon too, but I, <laughs> I don't have any here. So there goes that. Got it. <laughs> so how did you get started in WordPress? Ah, uh, good question. Um, so I, I guess 2004, I was building websites on my own just as a, as a side gig while I was teaching school. And, uh, and so, um, I built sites that were, I'm not a developer and, um, I was building sites just any way that I could. Right. And there were some good content management systems at the time. I mean, that's like a year after WordPress was created. So I wasn't using WordPress. WordPress wasn't an easy way to build like normal, like, websites for like a restaurant or a business. Um, and so I was building them using, I guess, Mambo is what it was first. And then, um, it kind of forked into Joomla. Um, so I built a lot of Joomla sites on my own and, um, sold those to local businesses where I lived at the time. And, uh, and then, um, I guess 2000, probably 2007 or 2008. I, I can't always reevaluate. I mean, I am a geek, so I'd, I'd like look and say, okay, 
what other systems are out there that I can play around with that might offer more, do more than, than what I'm using now. And so I always reevaluated WordPress and there were some freelancers in, in the town I was in that used WordPress and were very good with it. And it just never quite clicked with me because I'd, I'd sit with them and that's like, okay, build a menu, build a menu for this business. And they do that. And it's like, I mean, in Joomla, I can just click add new and like add the menu item. And like, it's, it's easy and you can't really do that yet in WordPress. And so, um, and we happened to land a project that just needed WordPress. I don't even remember the details of it, but I knew like it needed WordPress. And so I knew, I knew enough to know that, but I didn't know how to use it really myself. And so this was probably WordPress two, six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. I, I don't remember, but it was before three Oh. So 2000 and in 2007, 2008, maybe. And, uh, and then, so what I did is uh, I hired a developer to help um, with that project. And, um, and so um, that was really the start. He w did a great job on that project. And, uh, and then I used him a few more times for just freelance projects. He eventually became um, kind of my partner in the business, like uh, Lucas, who is still with us today. That's great. And, uh, and so that has worked out really well. But we started on just some freelance projects at the time, and it was me wanting to use WordPress, but not knowing how to use WordPress. And so um, that we, when Lucas came on board, we completely shifted and never built a Joomla website. I, I wish I could say never supported a Joomla site, but I could never <laughs> built, never built another uh, Joomla website, which Joomla was great and provided a great living for me for five years, you know, so it was mm -hmm. a, a good system. But um, after we used WordPress and went all in, there was no looking back. Yeah, it seems to me that like a lot of us do that, right? So I realize, and, I, and I've said this to other people before, that WordPress isn't always the best solution. It's probably 95%, but it isn't 100% always the best solution. I had, a, um, I had a class a few years back, and it was all just beginning, like 101, they'd never logged into a site, whatever. And so I, there was five people in the class. It was eight weeks, three hours a week. And by the end, two people actually had sites they could use maybe three out of the five. The other two never really caught on to how to do anything, yeah. but they kept coming back and plugging along. And one person wanted a blog and one person wanted to set up a website or understand how to, how to work on a website for a local gardening society. Another person had a taxi cab company, just needed a brochure site. And the one guy at the end who like so tech illiterate wanted to build the next Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get there in this class, but just kind of play along and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I applaud the ambition, but yeah, it's, exactly. uh, it's yeah, it, it's, and sometimes I think that that's, um, it's almost deceiving sometimes w with the simplicity of it mm -hmm. and that they're, you know, it's powerful just out of the box. Oh, click, mm -hmm. click. Now users can log in and they can do it right. You right. can do some advanced functionality. So you tend to think, Oh, well, this is basically Facebook, right? <laughs> so it's like, no, there's a, there's a whole lot behind the scenes, but, yeah. but to WordPress's credit, it does like if you were building an app from scratch, just something like user login, that's something mm -hmm. you'd have to spend some time doing and it's already built in and it's that right. times many, many, many features, which is really cool. And somebody did say to me once that you could build an Airbnb yeah. out of WordPress, but it's going to be somebody with a lot more sophisticated skills than me. So I'll just yeah, put, that yeah, yeah. put that caveat in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> going to require some custom coding somewhere along the way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> for sure. 
So, and I'm amazed at what developers can do with it. Like it's, they do things that you never, yeah. So, I mean, I, I work in a plugin company and like every day I'm just in awe. I get to demonstrate and show how it works, but I have no idea. Like under the hood, I can see, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to make it work, you know? So yeah. totally different, different skill set for sure. So you are in a, in a great position to answer the next question too, because I mean, a lot of people look at websites. We all look at websites all day, every day. I don't yeah. care who you are, whether you're kindergarten or, or, you know, Matt Mullenweg, we're looking at websites all day, every day. But you actually are, you know, under the hood and looking at some websites. So what do you think is something that we as, you know, builders, designers, developers aren't focusing enough attention on to make websites a better experience for the end user? Uh, <laughs> so I would take that from what we see every day on the maintenance side and the content mm -hmm. edit side, the two, two parts of our business. Um, I don't think, and it's not a, it's not a new concept or unique to WordPress, like total cost of ownership. Um, you, right. Like you, you buy a computer back in the day and you don't really think about like what it's going to take to support that or keep it updated. Or mm -hmm. I think that's something that is just still very neglected, um, in our space. Um, and I'm speaking about site owners themselves and I'm speaking about agencies that are building sites for site owners. Um, a lot of times that they try, we, I should say, try to solve a problem by just, it, let's install a quick plugin and it does that thing. Well, what happens when it doesn't get updated and the rest of the things that, you know, or it gets updated, but the other dependencies don't get updated on it, mm -hmm. right? So other extensions or things that work alongside of it. Um, I think that's something that, and, and I, I don't always do a good job. I, I have found that developers, WordPress developers in general, usually do a really good job thinking through that. Um, but business owners don't really do a good job thinking through that. So um, I, I think, I think that, and that's why like when you're choosing like a plugin, for example, like really research it, don't just, Oh, I'm just going to grab like, like have like a process for how you're going to, like test this and compare it against others and mm -hmm. keep a spreadsheet and look at reviews and how often is it updated and look at the change log and look at the right, really do some research yeah. before you put a, you know, I mean, just let's say a, a, a five to $30,000 website in a lot of cases that people are building before mm -hmm. you put that business on that platform using that, make sure you do the research, I think. So I, I guess that would be one big thing that I see. I think that's a great, that's a great, um, a great answer because most of the time people are focusing on you know the front end of things which yes it's visual it's but the back end of things really does affect the end user as well um especially if let's say you put in a plugin for a form that pretty much has been deprecated and now you can't actually get any information into your website because nobody can actually use the form so yeah Sorry. there's a there's a lot that goes into that so no thanks for that insight i, re I really appreciate that yeah, no problem. Yeah. And we see the other thing is like things like even like form submissions, like like using a transactional email service as opposed to just relying on the server or right. Mm -hmm. So like um, you, like that matters when a business is not getting leads in because none of the I mean, and, and we like that's something that we hear. You know, we see that we see it where a, a business owner like like they're like, my forms aren't coming in. And I feel like this has just been happening the last few days. And you look in and for three weeks they haven't gotten the 48, you know, um, leads that are showing up in the back end, but not being sent to them. And it's like, that are, that are now dead because it's taken so long to reply to them. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 
So, yeah. My, my least, if I can just uh, interject too, my least favorite form plugin is one that doesn't actually save the information in, the, in a database. Yeah, yeah. Because if it doesn't work, you've lost Gone. everything. Mm -hmm. Yep, so been there. Sure <laughs> I think we all, we all have. <laughs> Yeah. No, not fun. Not fun. I, I, I filled out your form. Oh, I didn't get it. And you look at the back end and you're like, and there's no database. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great, frustrating. Great, great. Yeah, for sure. When you think back over your time using WordPress, what's something that you've learned that you wish you'd known earlier in the process that would have made life a little simpler? Good question. Um, <laughs> I wrote so, them all myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're, they're very good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this one it's probably more of being a business owner in the WordPress space mm -hmm. um, than WordPress specific. And it would be um, create recurring services sooner. Um, we did it in 2014, but we had 10 years of agency life before that. And there were so many um, ups and downs and uh, just struggles that we had early on that could have been resolved by doing, by having productized services or recurring services that work with each other um, mm -hmm. sooner. And, uh, and then the other thing about that is you, the longer you wait to develop those services, the, I mean, yeah, from this point forward, you hope that every month is a little bit better than the month before, but imagine if you could you know, accelerate that by three years, right? Go mm -hmm. back further on, you'd be a lot further off, further off, you know, further ahead now. So yeah. I think that would be the one thing is just the power of recurring revenue. And yeah, we, uh, we, we did it in 2014, but I wish uh, we had done it five, 10 years before that. I, I can totally appreciate that because there, there got a point in freelancing and having my own little agency where things got out of control because I couldn't, I didn't have a plan to keep people with recurring revenue and all those kinds of things. And so I'm constantly scrambling for the next job and wondering where the next paycheck's coming. So yeah, that's actually very, very good advice. Yeah. And it's, it's something I think that almost all, like you said, like you're focused on the project, you want to build the project and then you move on and the client, like, I think that was kind of a wake up call for us is like, we had a clients that, and it's probably your, your experience too, clients that loved us throughout the, the build process. We launched the website. Everybody's fine. We might've said, they might've said, okay, can you also put up billboards for me? Or could you do these other things? Right. And we're like, no, nah, we're a web shop. We don't. And they may have gone somewhere else to get that. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that place that they went, maybe the new web developer also, or right. what happened to us is we would, you know, customers that we had such a great experience with, they send us uh, like an RFP. And it's like, oh, we're going to bid this out. It's not big companies, but they send us, we're ready to bid this out again. And uh, would you like to submit a proposal for redoing our website that you built three years ago? It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, but you, you have to look at yourself. It, I can't blame them. Hmm. I didn't do, have anything in place to retain that customer. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I think about that and I'm like, we left a lot of money on the table just by not keeping our customers. Yeah. I think part of that too, is that sometimes customers, you're, I mean, in a way you're lucky that they did ask you to rebid on it because sometimes right. people think that they're offending you when they're ready for a redesign. Like that maybe they, even though it's been three years, right. That like, he's going to think that he didn't do a good enough job. So I'm right. just going to like quietly get somebody else to rebuild it. Like you'll never notice. <laughs> right. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. Until you tell people, oh, check out so domain.com. We rebuilt that. It's like, oh, wait, that's not our site. <laughs> no. I, whether you would like to claim claim the design or not, it's not it's not your name. That's at right. The bottom. That's right. <laughs> For sure. When you think back over the different WordPress experiences you've had, whether it was WordCamps or meetups or other events, is there a moment or kind of like I would say like the aha moment, a pivotal experience that you had that really made a difference for you? And if so, what was it? Yeah, I think for me, that is probably putting on kind of the, the volunteer hat with WordPress, um, which I, I coordinate, co-organize the North Fulton WordPress meetup um, here uh, in, in Atlanta. And uh, we, I love, I just, I love those meetings. I, I love them. Like meetups are just, um, it's a once a month meetup and we haven't had it in a few months now um, in person. And we, we, I wish we could, but, uh, but at some point we will, we'll meet again. I miss, I miss the folks that are in it. And um, I love, I just love sitting around with WordPress users. Um, it's probably 40 to 50% um, people that, build websites in some capacity. And then the other half or a little more than half are just WordPress users, um, people mm -hmm. that have their own blog to talk about their um, sustainable farming they're doing, um, that they do, um, uh, uh, you know, they, they just maybe work at a nonprofit and they handle the website and they're coming here because there's no one at their organization that can train them or help them and they come with questions. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, these aren't um, really people that, even some, some of them, a percentage would go to like WordCamp Atlanta. Um, but a lot of them don't, even though we talk about WordCamp Atlanta every time, like, right. and, uh, and uh, as being an organizer of WordCamp Atlanta, we want people there. Um, but there are quite a few folks that come and they come to get help. They come to help others. They come to just hang out, have pizza and a beer and, and, um, and talk WordPress, um, which is, which is cool. And they come to get reviews on their site or to share something that they've done, which is neat. And so that meetup, I just, I, I absolutely love it because it's easy in, I guess, the world of dealing with agency owners that, and, and people that are always traveling and going to word, word camps. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's, there are different layers of the community, um, right? And really layers is probably not even good. There's just different, different groups within the WordPress community segments. And, um, and that's one that I don't, I don't see them on our happiness hour calls on Friday afternoon. And I don't see them, you know, we're not talking them to them through our normal service and I'm not seeing them at WordCamp Miami. They're, they're really only there and, mm -hmm. um, and they're there because that group exists. So, and one specific example, um, from that, that I, I like, um, my friend, Steve, um, who I met through the meetup, I come into the meetup, he's a stroke survivor and he has a resource website to help other stroke survivors. And um, it was the, the coolest thing. It was a normal, like, um, you know, um, happiness bar type thing, right? Where we're just all, everyone's trying to you know, bring your questions. We'll all just work with you. And we really spent one entire meeting um, helping Steve kind of, I don't say rebuild, but redo sections mm -hmm. of his site. And, um, and it was cool. He had some great questions and he's very proficient with WordPress, but there were, I mean, imagine 20 people sitting around all focused and working on that one site for the entire, you know, really almost probably a two hour period. And yeah. that was really cool. And, um, and he, he's told that story several times too, about what it meant to him and how, how cool it was. And that's, 
you don't, that's not a normal, like we're so used to stuff like, like that because it's, it's how the WordPress community is, but like that other meetups that doesn't happen. That doesn't right. happen in other places. And so it's like, so that's it. Like I, I, I just, I love that. I think that's amazing. And you're right. That is the WordPress community. Like if I go to a meetup for photography, everybody's trying to outdo each other. Yeah. Like get the better shot and tell you why they're a better photographer than you. But you go to a WordPress meetup and it's like the be the person who's like at the most experience is helping the person with the least experience that's so right. that they can bring their skills levels, skill levels up too. Or if it's not even about that, it's about just that one site helping them make the best of it. So yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. For sure. Very, very cool. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm always too, like with, even with half of the people being like, uh, building websites for others, you could look at that and say they compete against each other, right? They all live kind of in the same area and they're trying to get business. There has not, like, I, I don't know that I have ever felt like a spirit of competition mm -hmm. at any of the Atlanta WordPress meetups, yeah. which is pretty incredible because where I moved from, we did not have a, a, a regular WordPress meetup and you did, it was we're, we're suspicious of the other web developer in town. And there's, we're going, the same three companies are going up for every big bid. So it's just natural competition. And, right. and in the, within the WordPress community at, at, especially at like events, it is, everyone's helping each other. There's no competition. Mm -hmm. I love it. So I love that too. People used to ask me why I would teach WordPress classes. Aren't you creating your own competition? And I would, I would laugh. I mean, my, I, my title when I had my own company was marketing diva. Cause I just thought that was fun and it opened up a lot of conversations, but I'd say things like, Oh honey, they're not at my level yet just to be funny. But then, <laughs> but then I, but then I would say, honestly, I said, number one, there's, there's plenty of business to go around. Yeah. And number two, I'm not doing this forever. And somebody else is going to take over when I'm gone too. Right. There's this, it's opportunity for everybody for sure. Yeah. Love it. It's the perfect attitude. That's awesome. Yeah. So when, when I, let's talk a little bit about GoWP. I did a, um, in February, I think I did one of your lunchtime webinars oh, cool. on the 404 experience and 404 pages and that kind of stuff. I actually mm -hmm. did a mock-up for, did. I did a mock-up for GoWP too. Yeah. You need to come back and do another one. So that would be a lot of fun. Not, not mock-up. Sure. You need to come back and do another webinar. So yeah, yeah we'd, we'd love to I, have you. So I would love to do that. That was a lot of fun, but it brings me to like, I, I, so yeah, your white label agency, you're doing the backups, you're doing the, you know, the, the content changes that people need, you're um, running security, you're, you're doing the updates, all the things that we think of when we do those things, but you guys are doing so much more. So you are not just, I, I hate the word just when people say I'm just of this, but you're not just doing that. And so I'm using the word properly because you're all over the community helping people kind of like what you're just talking about in your local meetup, but you're running webinars for folks in the agency and, and not even just agency, but independent freelancers and business owners webinars over the lunch hour. You're doing your Friday afternoon, happy hours. You're constantly putting out content to help other people. So talk a little bit about GoWP. Obviously you could talk about what you do as an agency, but talk about how you're going far beyond that. Yeah. And, and um, so I think a lot of that comes down to like, we, we are, we love people. We love the WordPress community and we, we love our customers. That's the other thing is like, so we're, we're not like the type of company that like focuses on like no one's doing cold sales, like, right. No one's doing like, it, it's really just let's, let's work. I mean, you can build a company any way you want to. We choose to build ones. Like let's work with people we like working with and like all work together and help each other. That same spirit that we see in the meetups, 
let's try to do that in our business life also. Um, so I think that's kind of the thing. And we're very targeted on who our customer is. Our, our customer is, um, it's, it's, an, it's agencies. Um, and it can be freelancers, right? Freelan like agencies can be tiny, one person, right? They can be really big, multiple offices, hundreds and hundreds of people, a lot of devs. Um, so some of our customers have developers in-house. Some of them don't. Um, some of them, it's a partnership where they have, maybe there's a designer and a developer and they come together and the two of them build all websites and support all websites and they hit a capacity issue where they need help. Um, but we are, um, like I said, white label services for WordPress agencies. Um, so within that, uh, so the community is built around like us, it's a, it's a community of agency owners. Um, within the service offering, we have a maintenance um, subscription, we have a content edit subscription, and then we have the new page build subscription. So there's three kind of subscriptions, but there will be more. Um, and it's all based on what does this community that we do spend a lot of time investing in, that we love working with, what, what are their pain points? What are they struggling with? What do they need help with? Um, do they need more services that they can resell, like recurring services to resell to their customers? We've got that with maintenance and we've got that with content edits and we'll have that with other things. Um, do they need help with the fulfillment side of things? Do they need like to offload their uh, page build outs? Like, so they give a design file to us and then our team takes that and actually builds it out in the page builder. That's the new page build service. Um, these are all things that the agency owner can do. Um, and in some cases, the, their end client can, can do it, but mm -hmm. it's not the best use of their time. And so what we say is you, you can offload your um, important but low value work and so that you can focus on your more important, higher value okay. work. And so you're, you're kind of offloading things to free up your time to maximize your usage. And so that's or the time, your, your own internal resources. Um, so that's what we do. And a lot of the community uh, and the help that we do, it is to provide help because, you know, we, we again, lift everyone up, but it's also, we need to be involved in that. I don't run an agency anymore. And so the only way I'm going to find out on what tools are people using now? How are things changing? Where can we fit into that? Is there a need for us to create something that can help the agency owner is by talking to them and, you know, sitting around on a happiness hour call or um, through an onboarding conversation or, you know, whatever it is. I think that's great. I, um, I really appreciate that. I, if I had known about things like that when I was freelancing, I probably would have been more successful, first of all, <laughs> because there were things I just didn't enjoy doing. Um, you know, I did finally outsource like billing because I hate asking people for money. But if you work and you don't ask people for money, you don't have a job for very long. Right. So, I mean, so there are all those little, those little pain points like you talked about. I actually, um, I wrote a book. I don't know if you've seen my book. It's called, <laughs> so the title's really unfortunate because of COVID. It's called A Good Firm Handshake and Other Essential uh. Business <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to write part two and call it like in lieu of the handshake or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a chapter on why you should outsource things. And um, it goes back to my MBA. We talked about core competencies. And it doesn't mean you're incompetent at other things. It means that there are things you enjoy and things you do well. And those other things you can let other people fulfill for you because you actually make more money when you pay somebody else to do those little things. That's right. Yep. And That's so right. um, everything you just said, like, totally hits on that chapter and hits on half of my MBA 
program. So it's it's, it's scalability, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it sometimes it may def- be to fill a gap. I mean, maybe you outsource until it makes more financial sense to right. do it to bring it in house. Maybe right. it you know and it it depends. And and that's one thing is like with what we do, and again talking to so many people. What works for the freelancer may not necessarily work for the large agency that has a full in, full-time staff. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, like, so yeah. So there, there's a di- people use us kind of in different ways, and um, and with the kind of increasing service line that we have, that's fine. Like, you know, they may only use us for maintenance. They don't have the need on page builds or on content edits, or maybe it's right. just content edits, and and you can do that. But ultimately, <laughs> that's kind of the the goal. But yeah, and definitely. The white lady- the white label part of it means that they can still make money off of your services because they right. can charge yeah, what all, they want and then I'll, I'll, I'll source it to you. So yeah, I, yeah, our team becomes their team. And so yeah. it's uh, under, under their brand and they build their customer, whatever they want to build their customer. Yeah. It's brilliant. Just brilliant. And you have such a great team of people. I haven't met everybody yet, but the people I've met, I am just super um, impressed with the team that you've collected over there. So yeah, it's definitely one of those like hire people smarter than yourself. And that's what I have done from day one. And it has like, it's, we, we have, we have an incredible team and um, I am, I'm just, I'm blown away every day. They're all so good at what they do. And it's one as a business owner, like it's, it's really freeing. And it's just, it's one of those where, you know, like, it's almost like, like the outsourcing, right? Where you, you, I don't do our bookkeeping. I, I pay okay. someone to do our bookkeeping and that makes the most sense because they're going to, they're professionals. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. I have peace of mind and the books are just going to show up when they're supposed to show up. Okay. You hire the right people. you you hire professionals and experts in every area. It's the same thing. And so mm-hmm. um, sometimes I'm a little like, I don't say discouraged, but I'm a little bit like, like, what do I bring? What do I like? I can't like, what am I like? It's hard for me to jump into marketing and, and say, which falls under the growth team, which is Emily and Kaylin, and to say, hey, you know, maybe we should do this with, with SEO or kind of, I'm not qualified okay. to do that. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not. And so I'll come up sometimes with some ideas and say, hey, you know, maybe this is good, but it's really cool to be able to just trust the team yeah. and have them do it. Yeah. I've been on teams and worked for teams before where the owner of the company or the CEO or who had, whatever, whatever the structure was, in this case specifically, it was an owner of a school, always had to be right and always had yeah. to know more than everybody else. And those teams fail. That's right. There's yep. huge turnover. There's, there's, because if you're hiring me because I know my job, let me do my job. Yep. It's not to say that you shouldn't veto things when they don't make sense. But certainly right. you should listen to everybody else's ideas because that's what you're paying them for. So. Yeah, you'll, you'll always hold yourself back if you try to do that. Like that's not, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and it's discouraging for employees too. You don't want yeah. an employee to feel I'm going to spend this amount of effort and then someone who is not in my line of work, <laughs> honestly, like that doesn't have my yeah. years of expertise in this field is going to come and say no. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it sounds to be like one of your primary talents is assembling the right teams too. So yeah, kudos yeah to you hiring is, and we've, we've like, um, in, in the agency world, we struggled there at times too. Like we, I remember our probably third developer that we hired, um, great, great individual, but we weren't getting the work done. It just didn't, it didn't work out. And, right. um, it, it literally, when you're, when you're charging wrong, like billing wrong, and you're doing the 50% up front and the 50, and you, you're not collecting half of the money until the project gets out the door, you have a really big project, 
you suddenly just, you're not, I mean, look at your cash flow. You're, you're killing it if you're not being productive and getting stuff gone. And so that was one of the wake up calls to me is even as a team of, you know, four, I guess at the time, maybe even five, but the third developer, um, that one issue can sink the company. And like when you're starting out, that's, that's important. And so, um, so hiring becomes really, really important because if you don't get it right, it impacts your ability to feed the mouths of a lot of families that are right. working on your team. And, um, yeah. and so, yeah. Heavy is the head that wears the crown in that case, yeah, for sure. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let me move into our rapid fire questions. I'm anxious to hear some of your answers here. <laughs> I, I, I never want to put people on the spot, especially people in your position. So if when I ask about plugins, if you want to talk about specific plugins, that's great. If you'd rather talk about types of plugins, that's okay too. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay. So what are two or three must-have plugins that you would recommend to somebody building their own website? <laughs> um, I laugh because uh, my my developers or my our development team would say that I um, have never met a plugin that I don't like. So yeah, because I, I'm the one that installs a lot of stuff. Um, so I, I would, um, for me, structure is important. So things like ordering the, I'm not gonna, I'm not even mention specifics cause there's always an alternative that we, sure. but, and, and, um, uh, ordering the pages in the admin panel, for example, mm -hmm. like that, allow, like being able to nest pages up underneath each other. That's really important to me. So like things like that, that make my life a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. That's, that's important. So, um, so that's one example. Um, another example, um, like SEO plugins. I love playing around with SEO plugins and seeing the different features and how those are evolving for sure. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, form plugins and the complexity and being able to pull in, um, integrate with other things. That's, I spend some of my time doing stuff like that. So. But only if they save in the database. <laughs> only if they save it in the database. Yes. So. I want to recapture that information somehow. Right. Sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Have you had a mentor at any point during your WordPress or business journey, um, whether it was an official capacity or not? And who was it? Yeah. So when we started out with GoWP, um, Troy Dean um, was a um, integral part of the transition from going going from an agency to a productized service like GoWP. Um, and he knew the agency space, the agent, the ag agency owners as a as the kind of the target audience. Um, he knows that very very well. That's who he coaches and works with, and and really knows that space. And so, for over a year, um, working with Troy, um, maybe. Two, two or three calls a month. Uh, we would talk pretty often. Um, that was cool. And, and the, he's so talented. He's so smart. And uh, that was, he was instrumental to the business. And then more recently, uh, Chris Lemma is, is our coach. And um, Chris is, I mean, if you've ever met Chris Lemma, I mean, he, he is just, or, or, or heard him, listen to him. And if you've been in the WordPress space, you have, he's in, absolutely incredible. He's so smart. There's never a challenge or issue or, or a problem that I can kind of throw at him or bring to him and him not say, Oh, have you seen my spreadsheet that solves that exact problem? Um, he's like, a, that's, he's the king of spreadsheets. <laughs> it's, 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 it's incredible. Or, or here's a video that walks you through exactly the question you asked and the answer and how it worked for others. And it's like, like that's Chris. Um, so he has, he has that deep level of knowledge just that on the fly, which is, which is really incredible. Um, so I, I, we have been so fortunate between, between Troy and Chris, 
Um, and then others that we've known even in the WordPress space that have helped us. So like it's a, it's a very giving community that, and I've learned, I learn a lot from others all the time. So that's awesome. Yeah. I can uh, attest to both of them uh, being brilliant. And so that's, that's good that you've been able to uh, work with them as well. Yep. Okay. So take Troy and Chris off the list for a minute. Cause I'm going to, I don't want you to say, say the same names, but sure. who's, gotcha. yeah. who's somebody or somebody's in the WordPress community that you admire and why? Mm. Good, good, really good question. Um, I would say, can I, can I list, is it, can it be people? Yeah, plural? sure. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so I think uh, like Lindsay Miller and Corey Miller, um, for sure, um, who having built a business, um, a successful business, um, sold uh, the business, worked for a larger company, um, raised their family, support and advocate for causes that they believe in. Uh, I could go on and on. They're fantastic people. And, uh, and so um, they're definitely, I think, um, worthy of, of anyone's admiration. And, and I've been impressed with, with what they do. Um, and didn't they just launch a new business too? Uh, yeah, they, yeah. They've got several things going up, yeah. I think, but uh, uh, Corey um, is part of now post status. And I think he, he launched a, a e-commerce journey site, I believe to help others um, uh, yeah. with their starting up an e-commerce site. So, and, uh, but yeah, they, they have their hands, I think in a lot of different things and, yeah. and uh, they're, they're just great people. And, uh, mm -hmm. and then the, uh, someone else I would mention is Kathy Drulin and, um, mm -hmm. Kathy is here in Atlanta and she's a volunteer, um, has been the sponsor lead sponsor wrangler for WordCamp us and, um, is on the community team and, and participates and gives so much, um, to the WordPress project. Um, but she's, I, I absolutely love Kathy. She is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, she has been so accepting of me when we, I've, I've lived in Atlanta for five years. So I was from Georgia, and, but moved here from another part. And Kathy at the time was lead um, organizer of WordCamp uh, uh, Atlanta. And just the welcoming nature and, and connecting and helping and encouraging. And she's, she's just fantastic. And so um, I, I just, I love Kathy and, and she's so important and and good for the WordPress community. Completely agree with you. She's amazing. I've worked with her on the WordCamp US team too, and she's just phenomenal. Yeah. What's something you'd like to learn in WordPress, but you haven't tackled yet? Ooh. <laughs> uh, probably uh, Gutenberg or the block editor. <laughs> um, that's a confession. I don't use it often. Um, I just don't. I use uh, like other page builders and I use the classic editor and I'm more familiar with the classic editor and I just have not invested the time to really do much with, with Gutenberg. And, uh, and so that's, that's, that's probably it. If there's a glaring um, lack of knowledge across the WordPress space for me and there, and there is, it's, it, that's at the top of the list. So <laughs> you're not alone. That answer has come up quite a bit, actually. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of the biggest mistakes you've made in WordPress and what did you learn from it? Oh, <laughs> um, I asked the hard questions. <laughs> yeah. These are, these are, I like the first questions better, Michelle. These are hard. <laughs> Um, this is the hard hitting journalism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, um, whew, there's been so many. Um, I would, <laughs> I think 
not we are are really just now investing the time to hone in on our our KPIs as a team. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it okay if it's business related, or does it need to be sure. WordPress related? No, anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, so there's there have always been metrics that I have kept up with mm-hmm. um, and tracked informally, sometimes a little more formally. Um, but because of the disjointed systems that we have, it's sometimes hard to collect those across the business and each department. And so we're just now honing in on that. And mm-hmm. it's a process and getting everyone on board. And, and like th- this, th- these are the indicators that'll tell me how things are going per department. And then I can, you know, break a lot of different things down. I mean, th- mm-hmm. some really important questions like, you know, your, your, you know, net profit, uh, ratio by service line, right? That's really mm-hmm. important to know. Like, sure. are, are some of your services a lot more profitable? And then, right, and then you dig in from there. Um, and so we, we have an inkling of things like that. And there are ways I can kind of get at, but we've never really taken the time to say, how do we get all of this right? And so I, I feel like when you're growing and, and times are good, you sometimes are like, it's growing. Things, bank account keeps growing. Everything's going well, right? So let's not prepare. And then you have something like this, the pandemic, where it's like, okay, maybe you're not going to grow at the same rate, or maybe the, there are going to be other issues that crop up that you need to look mm-hmm. at, or maybe the services you're providing are not the services you need to be providing right now. And so having the metrics to be able to look at that so that you've got the indicators to, to say there's an issue, um, that we should have done five, six years ago. And, um, and so that's something I think probably a one mistake. So I think that's good advice to other people as well. Um, just because something, just because the business is all doing well, doesn't mean all, all silos in the business that's are doing right. well. Focus your attention on the things that make money. That's right. Yeah. Sure. And it, it provides clarity and focus to the team also. Um, yep. Instead, like we can, we can experiment and iterate and we can do it like, but is it, what, to what end? Like, is that mm-hmm. actually moving things forward? So and sometimes it causes you to have to make hard decisions, but that still benefits everybody in the long run. So, right. Absolutely. Well, what's your proudest WordPress moment? Oh, uh, I would say WordCamp Atlanta, the, the closing remarks of WordCamp Atlanta, uh, not this well, we didn't have this past year. Like, year like did, did you win the Blue House TV? Is that why? <laughs> so, no, I did not. I, I did not. I have never won the Blue House TV. No, me uh, either. <laughs> but people, uh, let's see, Aaron Ryman, my friend, has Brett Phillips, my friend. Like, so a lot of my friends have won that, and I have never, I have never done it. Like, you know, you said, well, you're supposed to wear, like, Blue House swag and walk by the table over and over. Like, I put my glasses on and walk by the table 20 times to get a ticket in. I still never won it. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, uh, but in the closing <laughs> remarks of two years of having been co-lead organizer along with my friend Mickey Mellon, um, putting on a big word camp. It's a big word camp. It's an all year long, sometimes more than a year long process um, that just being done with that, but also just the celebration that we as a team have done this, it's over. Uh, but it's been an awesome experience. So that, that's it. I think we've done a really, um, our organizing team is top notch in Atlanta and we did a, did a, a really good job. That's exciting for sure. Yep. If you weren't working in technology and web tech at all, What's another career that you might like to attempt? Oh, this is easy. Basketball coach. I'd be oh, a basketball cool. coach without a, without a doubt. I, yeah. I, I really love the game of basketball. Um, and I, I would, I would do that. I don't care what level, like it can be like five-year-olds, whatever. And I, and I did, my daughter is nine and I coached her team this year 
and nice. it will again next year. And as long as she'll continue to play, um, I did, when I taught school, I coached as well, high school, JV and high school. And, um, I, I love the game of basketball. So yeah, oh. at, at some level as an assistant or something, I would want to coach basketball. You are the first person on the show to ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's yep. great. That it's something you can do with your daughter. So that's really nice yeah. too. For yeah, sure. That's really cool. What's something on your bucket list? Mm. The easiest thing right now, and especially that you dream of is traveling again. Yeah, for <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. So I, I would say there are places that I'd love to travel to. Um, I, um, I haven't been, I, I've never been to Europe. Um, so there, there are many places in Europe that I would want to go to. Uh, probably the top of my list for some reason. And you, I don't know if you've been there, uh, but uh, Mont Saint-Michel uh, mm. would probably be, probably the, like, that's just something since high school I've wanted to go to. And yeah. I'm probably from French class. And I, um, I, I think visiting there would be really, really cool. Uh, but even places like, I'd like to go to Barcelona. I'd like to go to Rome. I'd like to go, I mean, there's so many places, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, tra traveling somewhere. But yeah, I'd say Mont Saint-Michel, the top of the list. I've also never been to Europe and that's on my bucket list as well. So. Awesome. Yeah. When are we going? That's I know, right? <laughs> we got to get some word camps over there so we but, can write it, off, write it off. That's exactly right. I know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did, I, I was supposed to go to the UK um, back in May um, for uh, Lee Jackson's agency uh, mm -hmm. transformation live conference and yep. was ended up being virtual. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, that, and I, I thought about, could I extend that a couple of weeks, three, four weeks and go to Porto for WordCamp Europe and yeah. then all of this. So, yeah. It's been a different world than we expected. That's for sure. Yeah. Show us or tell us about a hidden talent that you have that people in the WordPress community might not know about. Um, I, uh, uh, I am a very good foosball player. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I mean, I don't say very good. Like if it's someone that's like really like, they're like a foosball player, but playing among friends, I can usually do okay. Right. So we had that talent was developed at one of my first jobs while I was in college. I took a year off and worked for a startup and it was back in the heyday of the dot-com bubble. So, I mean, you had a, you know, Star Wars uh, arcade machine, uh, I think it was Star Wars pinball machine. You had mm -hmm. like a whole, they had a whole thing set up like in the loading dock area, but one was a foosball table. And it was just one of those things where, you know, you'd, you'd work for about 20 minutes and then <laughs> someone would come by and be like, Hey, you want to go foos? And it's like, all right, we go back and we go for like an hour spend and then we come back <laughs> and then you, you work a little bit more and somebody else come by. Hey, you want to go foos? <laughs> so and so we all, of course, we were working long, long, long days, uh, but it, it, yeah, I developed a decent foosball skills during that time and I, I enjoy playing. So That's pretty cool. My, my best arcade type game is um, skee ball. Oh yeah. I, love it. I used to do really good at skee ball. I'm not so much anymore, but it's been a while. <laughs> You gotta hone those skills to keep those skills. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I always find like the right top right and top left corner now for some reason that's worth no points. But, it's like yeah. I used to get right there up in the middle. Whatever happened to that? <laughs> and my nine-year-old daughter, like Dave, going to Dave and Buster's is like her treat. Like that's what yeah. she loves. If she could do anything, daddy, let's go to Dave and Buster's. And so going there, and then she's like taunting me while she's like racking up points on uh, on on she's so, Yeah, right. She's so good at it, and it's like that's awesome. I used to be. <laughs> It happens. We have to turn these things over to the next generation at some point. <laughs> at some point. That's right. 
<laughs> so how do we find you online? The website, your Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, my Twitter handle is mbradmorrison. Um, my Facebook, Brad Morrison. You look me up. My picture will be there. Um, and then email brad at gowp.com. Um, and then business uh, go to gowp.com. Uh, you can reach Fantastic. out there. So, and yeah, and anything, like even our little, like the chat widget on the uh, website, just say, hey, I want to talk to Brad. And uh, it, it'll, it'll find me. So. Okay. And anybody listening to the show will have these, all of these links in the show notes at wpcoffeetalk.com. Just look for Brad's episode and you'll find all this awesome information um, to be able to reach out and connect. So anything else you'd like to share before we sign off for the evening? No, I think that I probably overshared. This has been so great though. Thank you. Like I, oh. I love the conversational style of this and I appreciate your questions and um, I've, I've really, really enjoyed this. So thanks for having me on the show. Well, thanks so much for being here. It's been nice to get to know you even a little bit better. So fantastic. Yeah. Well, to everybody else out there in Coffee Talk land, we'll see you on the next episode. Stay safe. Bye.